if Hunter Biden was a Republican, he would have been indicted, prosecuted, and convicted a long time ago. If his last name was Trump, the media would have tarred and feathered him on the way to the Huskow. But not the first son. He's a Biden and a Democrat, a member of the protected class. All manner of machinations will be deployed to shield him. His messes are cleaned up, his scandals covered up, his crimes ignored. As Joe Biden, patriarch of the Biden family, boasted on a hot mic recently, no one fucks with a Biden. So that basically explains it, doesn't it? I mean, that accounts for how the president's son has managed to evade criminal charges for more than four long years. This, despite overwhelming evidence of influence peddling schemes involving foreign companies and governments that paid millions of dollars for access to and likely influence from his dad when he was vice president. The Justice Department and the FBI have been running a protection racket for the Bidens. I'm not suggesting Joe has actually been paying off cops like a mafia don, but the Biden family has been getting the kind of preferential treatment from the feds befitting of the Corleone family. Biden's conciliary, uh, excuse me, Attorney General Merrick Garland, insists he's not interfering in the criminal investigation supposedly helmed by the U.S. attorney in Delaware. Right. And the horse's head just happened to find its way into the director's bed all on its own. Garland's underboss, Christopher Wray, claims the FBI is straight as an arrow. But nearly two dozen whistleblowers portray an agency that's rife with corruption, bearing incriminating evidence, shutting down the Biden probe, and selling the lie that the damning laptop was Russian disinformation. Remember, no one fucks with a Biden. It's not personal, it's just business. The Biden family business. Attorney, Fox News legal analyst, and two-time New York Times best-selling author. This is The Brief with Greg Jarrett. Billionaire investor Michael Pinto has a warning for you. Don't listen to anyone who tells you how bad the crash will be and when it exactly will happen. Nobody knows. But the CEO of Wells Fargo warns the worst is yet to come for Americans. Pay attention to the economic data. Inflation is at a 40-year high. And make no mistake about it, the recession is real no matter how the White House tries to change the definition. That's why Bloomberg, Goldman Sachs, and Jim Cramer are all calling for gold to surge. Gold and silver have historically moved opposite the stock market and in the long term can preserve your purchasing power. Call 800-809-8500 and Lear Capital, the number one rated gold company, will present the same trusted options they have been giving successful investors since 1997. At Lear Capital, most IRA rollovers qualify for no IRA fees for up to five years. Their current incentive offers up to $15,000 in bonus silver for well-qualified new customers. 
A three-minute call can protect your portfolio with the power of real physical gold. Call 800-809-8500 today. Again, that's 800-809-8500 and tell them Greg Jarrett sent you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Brief. I'm Greg Jarrett. How prodigious and profitable were Hunter Biden's overseas business deals? Well, U.S. banks flagged more than 150 suspicious activity transactions. Overseas money gushed into the accounts like Niagara Falls in late spring. That's suspicious well beyond the point of being crooked. $11 million came from Ukraine and China alone, and that doesn't include the millions pouring in from Russia, Kazakhstan, Georgia, Oman, Romania, and just about every country where Hunter's dad wielded influence during the Obama administration. How much of America's national security was compromised in exchange for cold, hard cash? We may never know. It's been well established that Hunter did not pay taxes on the largesse. It's called tax fraud and tax evasion. Those felonies would land an average person in prison for up to five years. Bribery, influence peddling, violations of the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act, that would tack on several more years behind bars, and so would failing to comply with foreign lobbying laws. Oh, wait a minute. I forgot. Only Republicans get charged with FARA violations. My bad. But none of that has happened, of course, nor will it, I suspect. It looks increasingly like this long-delayed case is shaping up to be the ultimate sweetheart deal for the president's son. That's probably why Merrick Garland repeatedly refused demands to recuse himself in favor of a neutral special counsel. The fix is in. Now, the betting money in Washington is that Hunter will skate on any prison time. Instead, he'll pay penalties and back taxes, plus interest. Then he'll cop a plea on the gun charge in exchange for probation. Easy peasy for him. But not for you or me if the feds came knocking at our doors going after us for the exact same criminal shenanigans. Don't be fooled by the recent leaked report that FBI agents say they've got ample evidence to charge the president's son. Prosecutors make charging decisions, not investigators. The fact that Hunter paid off some $2 million in delinquent taxes not long ago is strong circumstantial evidence that secret negotiations are happening behind the scenes. It's the legal version of let's make a deal. Merrick Garland is playing the part of Monty Hall. The lethargy that has infected this case ever since the laptop was seized by the FBI back in 2019 suggests that Hunter will be treated with kid gloves. His punishment will be the equivalent of a verbal scolding. He'll act sad and contrite for a nanosecond. Again, if his last name were Trump, it would be a hanging offense. And the mainstream media, they would happily pull the lever on the trapdoor below. 
A plea deal will open the door for Garland to escalate the meritless case against Trump over presidential records. The AG will argue that equal justice is being applied, don't you see? Well, that is an absurd charade. No one armed with a criminal warrant raided Hunter Biden's home, and no sane person believes that the law is being applied equally. The ugly truth is that equal justice is a farce. And the new prevailing doctrine was stated by Joe Biden himself, no one fucks with a Biden. Joining me now is Robert Davi, an award-winning actor, screenwriter, director, producer. He's a jazz vocalist. He was classically trained as a singer. Uh, Robert has appeared in more than 130 films. He's immediately recognizable because among his many roles... Uh, he was the opera singing heavy in the Goonies, a uh, Vietnam veteran, FBI special agent in Die Hard. My favorite was the villain in the James Bond movie License to Kill and so many other uh, really memorable performances. Uh, Robert, thanks for being with us today. Hey, Greg, it's, thank you for having me. Big fan of yours. Well, I'm a fan of yours, too, and I would love to see you sing uh, next time you're in my neck of the woods. You let me know when you're going to be around. But let's talk about this new film that you uh, directed. Yes. Uh, my Son Hunter. Um, and it's about, obviously, Hunter Biden uh, yes, and his and father. Also, also Joe. Yeah, also his father, which, first of all, before I get into why you did it, I've seen the trailer. I've seen several clips. I look forward to sitting down in the next couple of days and watching it. But I mean, it seems to me to be um, hilarious. There, there is a lot of of funny satirical, uh, you know, information and lines by the actors, but but also a lot of drama. Tell us yes. about it. Yeah. Well, the the the, the film uh, the. The style of the film, I wanted it to uh, echo uh, American Hustle, the David O. Russell film or The Wolf of Wall Street, right? The, which had drama, it had uh, uh, sensuality, it had, uh, it had uh, conspiracy and um, humor, a lot of dark humor. And that was what I wanted to uh, bring to the, to the film, a, a different style that we would mostly see differently from a conservative movie. And I didn't want it just to be a point-to-point, uh, point, uh, you know, let's say bashing of, of someone, but absolutely to uh, expose the lifestyle of Hunter Biden. And, um, you know, Greg, uh, talking to friends of mine in Hollywood, when I first mentioned this thing to them, they were saying, oh, he's like a counterculture hero. To them, with the drugs and the sexuality and everything else, he's like, you know, Hunter Thompson. <laughs> character believe it or not you know it's uh, hard to believe a role model and to be looked up to in a certain way and uh, it was funny to have that uh, response from some people that that i'm friendly with at the same time the amount of corruption that had been underneath that so it's like looking at a uh, you know it's it's like what termites do to a to a foundation they, they eat away and you don't even know. You see a few little crumbles of something, but then when you get underneath it, and that's what we do in the film as we then expose the absolute rot that's happening within the uh, 
the foundation of that house of Biden. You know, I mean, it's so hard to believe that that some people look up to him as this heroic figure. I mean, by his own admission, I mean, he was smoking crack every 15 minutes, right? I mean, the yes, guy was, I mean <laughs> he was a mess. I went to his autobiography because I didn't want to demonize. Look, a lot of families have issues. I have had family issues, an ex-wife. I've had a child uh, that had issues. Um, and that's a plague on today's. I mean, look at the fentanyl pouring into the country, kids dropping. I mean, it's a, it's a, addiction is a, is, a, is a difficult thing. And I didn't want to uh, uh, make that the, 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 uh, the Achilles heel. The Achilles heel is how he was... Uh, you've got the most powerful man in the world or one of the most powerful politicians in the world. And his son is suffering from this and then profiting by this influence peddling. And no one bats an eye. And he even, as as you said, his own admission, every 15 minutes hitting a crack pipe while he's dealing with the communist spy chief. Uh, 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 You know, and uh, the Ukrainian Burisma uh, gangsters and the Russian, you know, Mayor, the female Russian mayor. I mean, all of this, getting money and uh, selling the influence and uh, compromising our, our national assets. You know, I've, I've written so many columns on, on Hunter Biden over the last several years. Yes. Uh, and and I, it is amazing to me that this the government investigation of Hunter Biden's illicit schemes uh, has been going on for four long years, as I mentioned in my introductory remarks. Anybody else would have been indicted, prosecuted, and likely convicted years ago, um, which, which makes you wonder, what's going on? There is overwhelming evidence of these influence peddling schemes, as you point out. They involve foreign companies and governments paying millions of dollars into Hunter Biden's bank account for access to and likely influence from his dad when he was vice president. Uh, $11 million alone coming from the Chinese and the Ukrainians. And that doesn't account for all of the other countries mm-hmm. that were providing you know, millions of dollars to, to Hunter Biden. So it, is that part of the story you're telling here? Oh, absolutely. That's, that's, you know, we get into, you know, you first get into the bit of his lifestyle and you're setting up the characters, of course, and how he meets this. It's told through the eyes of a 25 year old, uh, exotic dancer, so to speak, who he meets up with and has a relationship with. And she's a left wing activist because I wanted to take the audience and we did the filmmaker, the, uh, the, the screenwriter and the producers, uh, um, Ann and Philem and uh, Brian Godswa, who wrote the screenplay initially, then before I got involved, uh, th- take it through the eyes of some left-wing activist who was clueless, and her only source of information was the mainstream media, which was burying the story, as you know so well with uh, this story, the Hunter Biden story, and also how you expose the Russian disinformation uh, against Trump all the time. I mean, it was absurd to me to see the amount of coverage and the continued pounding away that the media, so this also indicts the media. At the end of the day, Greg, we've got to indict the media for being in collusion. As Mark Zuckerberg recently said and admitted to the FBI asking him to quelch the story. Uh, So you you have this three ring circus that it, it becomes a clown world. 
and the people eat it up. And it's astounding to me that till today, you know, you have the FBI now going, yes, we're going to, you know, we're looking into his tax, his taxes and also his gun, you know, his gun permit. And, and to me, that's like, having a guy that just robbed a bank of, a, of $50 million and they're driving away and the cops come on the van and they stop it and they say, you know, you got a broken taillight. I'm going to give you a <laughs> ticket for a broken taillight. How right. absurd is this? And even when James Biden, the, fa- the, the uncle, is admitting to this kind of influencing uh, within the family and, and within Biden's own words, um, it, it, and it, it's just, I, I just don't understand it. And well, you have it, to indict the media. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. In fact, you end the film with the infamous censorship, mm-hmm. uh, which, which, you know, was morally reprehensible for the media to do this. And then, of course, belatedly, like a year and a half later, they say, oops, yeah, we verified the laptop. It is true. It's not disinformation. We were wrong to censor and so on and so forth. But, <laughs> but they like- did it. Like because it was right before the election. So, yeah. you know, they they influenced the election. Absolutely. And, and they, they, they admitted almost like a little footnote. Oh, and by the way, getting yeah. back to the, uh, you know, immigrant population. I mean, it's, it's, it's a footnote. It's not even a main story. It's not even the, the, the it's what they've done. F- In other words, this is beyond January 6th. This is yeah. beyond a January 6th insurrection in terms of our, our uh, uh, things that going on in our government. And it doesn't get that weight within our Congress and within the Senate, the corruption that's in right. the, the left and some of the globalist Democrat uh, Republicans. Uh, there, there, you know, there is persuasive evidence that it wasn't just the FBI that tamped this uh, story down, uh, you know. Mark Zuckerberg, Facebook, and so forth. But, you know, the, the, the mainstream media, except for the New York Post, that refused to report on this story. And, and polling data shows that a significant number of Democrats would have cast their ballots differently had they known the truth uh, that this story was actually true. It wasn't Russian disinformation. It wasn't made up. I mean, that would have changed the outcome of the election. So, you know, people have talked for years, oh, Russian collusion. Uh, They threw the election in 2016. Well, in 2020, uh, you know, it was the FBI and the media uh, that that unduly influenced the election, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's it's again, I. I'm worried about our nation because we have several branches of our government that have seemed to be hijacked. And um, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but you cannot see what's happening to our nation. I mean, even in terms of the immigration thing. And, and you know, they, 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 the left is very adept at messaging. They are very adept at messaging. And... Um, at something that conservatives have to learn how to do because they can take something like, like let's, let's take a, I played a, I did a film Roe versus Wade and not to bring this up, but it's, it's, it's important to understand messaging. So mm-hmm. I played the chief justice, Brennan, uh, not chief, he was a justice who comes up with the argument for a woman's right to privacy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Invented so, out of thin air. Invented out, yes, based on something that happened in Texas two years earlier uh, from Roe versus Wade. He took that case and pretzled it 
and it becomes a woman's right to privacy. And now we have the, you know, the Supreme Court overturns Roe versus Wade, which was already a weak case. And the justices had even said it at the time, a weak case at the time, giving it back to the states and to the people. And the messaging on the left, the way the media is so in the tank for whatever it is they're trying to do to this country. And you got this idea of a woman's right to privacy, which that should be stricken from what this is, because what you hear is voting rights taken away and we're going to go back and they're putting women back in the Middle Ages and women should have the thing of their bodies and this and that. And I'm, I'm so sick of hearing that. It should say a woman's right to abort their child. That's what right. they're voting on. Everything else right. is fine. You're going to get health care. You're going to get everything else. You're not, nobody's taking your health care away. It's a woman's right to abort a child. That's what the bill should say. That's what they should. But the left co-ops that, and you got all the Hollywood celebrities yelling about my body, my choice. Well, the fetus is not your body. It, it has its own DNA. So just on that level. But it's right. such a... And they're able to take this, to split up those little votes during this time. Meanwhile, the Ponzi scheme is destroying the country. So they'll right. come up with this. Uh, it just is, it, it, it's, we've got to wake up the public. We've got to start messaging a different way. You know, I want to pick up on something you said earlier, uh, getting back to the Hunter Biden case. That these, I mean, there is clear evidence of a variety of felonies and serious ones, bribery, influence peddling, violations of the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act. Uh, You've got the Foreign Agents Registration Act, which only Republicans seem to get criminally charged with, but not Democrats. Um, And the fact that they're focusing on uh, you know, taxes in a gun form suggests to me that there's a sweetheart deal in the works here that's going on uh, yes. with the Department of Justice, the U.S. Attorney in Delaware, and Hunter Biden. And it, it looks something like this. He'll pay some penalties and back taxes plus interest. He'll cop a plea on the gun charge in return for probation. Uh, so, uh, I mean, I see this coming down the line sometime after the election, and that will enable Merrick Garland, the attorney general, who's really, uh, you know, Joe Biden's conciliary, uh, to uh, escalate the potential criminal indictment of Donald Trump and, and be able to publicly say, well, see, I went after Hunter Biden, so I'm fair. What do you think of that? Absolutely. I mean, it's such a, again, it's a smokescreen. It's a smokescreen. It's saying to those people, oh, they're going to get Hunter Biden and they're going to do this and they're going to, you know, they, they, it appeases. What do you mean? They're getting him on this charge or that charge. And the, uh, look, when we were in Serbia, we filmed the film in Serbia. Now, right. I got to the hotel, a very upscale hotel, and the staff were fans for various films. And they said to me, they said, hey, guess who was here last month? I go, who? Hunter Biden. (laughs) Really? This was last October, Greg. Hunter, last September. Hunter was in Serbia? What was he doing in Serbia? What was he doing in Belgrade? Now, this was at the time when they got rid of the ambassador that Trump had put in and put in an ambassador that was there during the Clinton era in Serbia. Now- why was he there? Then 
while we were filming, the the, the producer, Philip McAleer, and I've told the story before, he was, he's a Northern Irish guy. So he says, Robert, you know, we've got a film crew here. They're guys that work with South Park. So they're good guys. And uh, they want to come in to take a, you know, they want to do, they're doing a documentary on Hunter Biden. I says, yeah, but uh, let's not, we're doing our film here. We should, no, no, but they just want to, they just want to go around and maybe ask a couple of questions and this and that. I, I says, Phil, I'm uncomfortable about that. I, I think, I don't think we should. Anyway, they did a paper, a non-disclosure thing, whatever they did with Phil, the producer, and they came on the set. Now, cut to April. Film's edited, we're finished. Film calls me up. He says, you won't believe what it is. What? What film? He says, well, you know those guys that came on the set? That was Hunter Biden's lawyer. That was his <laughs> lawyer that bailed him out of his tax issue, $2 million. They came to the set. Now, for whatever reason, they came to the set. That was interesting. Hunter there a month before, and now this, this film crew takes a private plane, a jet, with a lawyer, and they come to see us. How interesting is that? And now, were they shooting uh, some some video? They were doing yes. They were interviewing my actors, and uh, uh, you know, I, I I don't know, uh, yeah. And they were shooting behind the scenes and stuff. Right. So I don't know what that was all about. You know what I mean? It well, was like, as a lawyer, I, the first thing I think of is you know they're gathering material to sue uh, you and everybody associated with the film. I mean, that's sort of my first blush reaction to it. Hmm. Well. I, I I have no idea. And uh, it was just, you know, because the guy had a relationship with South Park, I think they felt that the people were, you know, upstanding. Now, yeah. they were very nice people. They weren't, you know, uh, there was nothing untoward about it, uh, of them. But uh, I just didn't like anybody coming onto the set. Right. So, no, I don't, I don't blame you. Um, yeah. But what you much? said is yeah. so, it's so, it's so crazy that they're going to try to, you know, put these insignificant uh, uh, charges and and try to blow it up like they're doing something. And right. Greg, ask me this: you you know, you've interviewed so many people for so many years on the right. Why are they weak? Why <laughs> why are they not able to kind of like tell the truth to the American people and get out there and just say this is a travesty? I mean. You know, it, the left will band together and they'll have a meeting and everybody will be saying and they'll come out and they'll say this and they say that. I said when they did that 9-11, uh, the 9-11, they did that January 6th hearing. Why didn't Kevin McCarthy and everybody else there say, you know what, we're going to do our own hearing. We're going to go to a town hall and let's do a town hall hearing that everyone can listen to. And here's the facts. Do their own thing. Are right. we that unable to uh, one party can do this and the other party can't do that? I mean, well, I, I think the answer is we the Republican Party doesn't have leaders who are, are strong enough, quite frankly, and they're poor at messaging. You're absolutely right. You hit the nail on the head. And, uh, you know, I think it's been disappointing and frustrating to watch it unfold. And there has been such weakness of reaction on the part of the GOP on every uh, level. Yeah. At, at every level. I think it's got to change. Uh, you know, change happens at the ballot box. That's how a representative democracy in a constitutional republic works. And we have an election coming up in a month from now. And I think yes. that if uh, th there are a couple of people in Congress that if if control flips to Republicans, I think you'll see people like uh, Jim Jordan and others 
uh, who are going to launch a dilating investigation of Hunter Biden and, and the complicity of Joe Biden in these many schemes. And I think that has to happen. Uh, you know, the, the, the veil of cover-ups has to be unraveled and it goes all the way to the FBI. And, and, you know, I commend the whistleblowers who've had the courage to come forward and say, this has been rampant acts of corruption by the FBI, bearing evidence uh, that's incriminating, shutting down the probe and, and peddling false information that the laptop was disinformation. I think uh, Congress needs to get to the bottom of it, but it's only going to happen if Congress changes, don't you think? Absolutely. If they change and they have the will and they don't make, because right now, all I'm thinking about is a bunch of guys smoking cigars in the back room, enjoying, and women, <laughs> enjoying scotch and bourbon and going, you know what, we'll leave your precinct. Okay, you're good next year. You know, help me vote on this issue over there. And let's forget that there, slide that right. through. I mean, it just seems like, the, you know, look, look, at, look at this Georgia Maloney, this woman from Italy that just exploded right. in Italy. Look at how she's talking, how she frames the argument. You have to be brain dead not to listen to her speech and go, oh, my God, yes. And the way she uh, dressed she, down Macron recently. She but dressed but down she's Macron. a fascist, Robert. I mean, the yeah, media well, tells us that. <laughs> this, is, this, is the, this is the danger of the media. The media is pointing fingers, and they have been shown. You see, I always say, Greg, that, that until and, – and everyone uses McCarthy – as the benchmark of blacklisting. When meanwhile, there's more blacklisting going on. They want diversity, except diversity of thought in Hollywood. Right. And the blacklisting, they've done more movies on, 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 on McCarthy, on the McCarthy era. When Daniel Patrick Monahan, who was a Democrat senator, made the Venona Project made public. Mm-hmm. And that was that 99% of the guys McCarthy fingered as communists, and people hate hearing, oh, communists in our government. Well, wasn't Brennan voting for the Communist Party? And if he had those sympathies in 1980 or whenever he was voting as a communist and he becomes the head of the CIA, could we assume that maybe there's some other sympathetic aspects to his political ideologies there? And what other bureaucrats are in this government that maintain the same kind of absurd, uh, or not absurd, dangerous, seditious thinking. Right. I'm talking with Robert Davi, veteran actor and director. Uh, he directed the new feature film, My Son Hunter, uh, which, you know, people who have seen it have said, you know, this thing is, it's entertaining, it's interesting, uh, and it's also funny. How much of this, Robert, comes from, Hunter Biden's laptop, how much of it comes from investigative reporting? Where did you get your material? Oh, from all sources. Don't forget, Peter Schweitzer has that book, and then you have The Laptop from Hell, uh, Miranda Devine, the work you did yourself. I mean, on yeah. all sources, uh, you know, the, the, we, 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 even Hunter's own autobiography. Uh, so, and, and a lot of it is their own language, their own words. stuff that they said uh, to each other or at a certain point, even the scene I have with uh, Devin Archer. Mm -hmm. There's a scene with Devin Archer that I found a text messaging back and forth to Devin and to Hunter. And it wasn't in the script, but I thought it was imperative. We put it in the film. And that was when Devin is left hanging to dry 
and it's it's like a scene out of The Godfather in a way, where right. he's talking to Hunter Biden, and he says, "Hunt, what's going on here? Your dad's people—they're just—they're coming after me, man. Nobody's there to protect me. My kids, my kids are worried. Hunt, what what are you doing? I thought I was part of something. Blah 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 blah." You know, and, and the undertow of it is, hey, man, you're not protecting me. And he, and then at a certain point he goes, and you know, these Asians are getting in my head. What do I tell them? <laughs> what do I tell them? So that's, a, that's, a, that's like a veiled threat to Hunter going, hey, pay attention to this. And because I don't know if I can hold out long enough uh, or I'm going to start spilling some beans here. And Hunter right. then gives him this long speech about being part of a great family. Right. And this is what you have to do. And the Bidens are a great family and everyone wants to attack a great family. But this, this here, this is, these are out of their texts, out of their messages, out of their emails, out of all the research, all you wonderful people have done on, on, on the, in the New York Post, on the Fox and, and, and Peter and everyone, you know, we called right. out all that information. You know, um, it was just the other day that, uh, Joe Biden, in a hot mic moment, uh, was heard to say, no one fucks with a Biden. Yeah. And I, you know, I thought that speaks volume of what I think is the Biden crime family. They're all on, in on it. Joe's in on it. Jim's in on it. His brother and uncle of Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden is the point person. He's doing the deals, but father and son are flying over on Air Force Two and Joe Biden's vice president, and immediately Hunter Biden is, you know, working his deals. And, mm -hmm. you know, he the record of his father's involvement is there for all to see. It's the visitor logs, Joe meeting with all of Hunter's partners, uh, including foreign businessmen, uh, you know, photographs, uh, emails on the laptop. Uh, you know, text messages. I mean, there's just a plethora of evidence Bobolinsky. of Joe's complicity. And yet Joe Biden keeps saying, oh, oh gosh, you know, I, I, I never talked with my son about his mm -hmm. businesses. I, mm -hmm. I, I know nothing about this. Of course he knew. You know, I have eight kids from 42 to three. Wow. And I know what they're doing. They talk to me about what they're doing, even right. if it's bad. They talk to me. How can a guy be on a plane to China with his father and meet with the heads of Chinese spy chief and corporations and they don't have a conversation on, hey, how'd it go, Hunt? What, what happened there? Right. Nothing, Dad. I just went to the Great Wall and I had a, a Kung Pao chicken <laughs> at this wonderful <laughs> Chinese restaurant on the side. I mean, do, do people believe it? Be, people buy into this crap. The American people are so dumbed down. It's shocking. It's a, it's across the board, and it, it's done on purpose. You know, this whole new revisionist history of things, even, all right, it was just Columbus Day. I'm Italian-American. You know, there were 11 inch lynchings of Italians in 1891. Columbus Day was done out of, in 1992 by Harrison, 1892, in response to those 11 inchings when the Italians were called lower and dirtier than the Negro in the New York right. Times in the 1900s, right. and the, the, the revisionist, Columbus was out of the new world by the time all the nonsense happened. And when you think about it, you know, people want to de denigrate the West and colonialism and imperialism and everything else. But I have to tell all these people that, you know, God bless them. 
whatever your sexuality might be. God bless you. You want to be transgendered. But you know what? There would be no transgendered if there was no West. Mm-hmm. I, I'm also yeah, an Indigenous true. People's Day. Let's have a different day. But Columbus uniting the New World with the Old World and the advances that the West has given mankind, and yet the people sit there and they, they don't think these things through. They just go, yeah, imperialism. And meanwhile, the kids, you know, it was a, it was a time in civilization when if you were not felt a strong child, they put you to death. Mm-hmm. They put you to death. And, yeah. you know, so we have Kamala Harris, uh, uh, you know, let alone the problems with immigration here that, you know, and then you got, what's his name? Eric Adams. That drove me nuts the other day. <laughs> it drove me nuts when he complained. It's a about state of emergency in New York because we got 70 immigrants, you know? Yeah. I mean, why doesn't this guy go to Biden? I mean, the idea of it was, you know, what's happening to Texas and Arizona and those border states. That's the catastrophe. And to the rest of America as they, but nobody said, but now he goes, this is terrible. And, you know, <laughs> I just don't get it. And the mainstream media. It's been media, terrible the, for a long time. It's been know, terrible for a long time. And it was really, it was brilliant for Greg Abbott uh, and, you know, Ron DeSantis to, to, to send some of the immigrants north. Oh my um, God. Somebody to, did something. Yeah, finally, they, they sort of said, yeah, I guess this really is a problem. But then you got Nancy Pelosi saying, oh, they, they belong in Florida because somebody has to pick the crops. Oh, talk about a racist stereotype. I Nancy mean, I was Pelosi. appalled by that, but oh. it was classic Nancy Pelosi. She, she is the most, I mean, I, I met her under um, Joe Sorrell, who was a terrific Democratic lobbyist, worked with the Kennedys, and he was a... If you had a good idea, he was also the head of the Italian American Foundation that went mm-hmm. passed away, and his family asked me to do a, a thing for him, a memorial for him, uh, speak. Pelosi also spoke, and she was very nice at that event. And the idea of Nancy Pelosi taking pictures with the Pope in front of a statue of Junipera Serra, who then was turned down along with Columbus, and her saying, well, statues don't matter. Everybody's worried about a statue. And her father, <laughs> D'Alessandro, put the Columbus statue up in Baltimore, Maryland. And right. and and if, if these these people don't know better about Pelosi, I mean, she can't say to the American people, wait a second, Columbus, it, we're, we're, this is not what happened in history. I did the movie Columbus, not to pound on this, with Marlon Brando, right. 1992. I was in Spain. I saw the records. He wasn't. He wasn't a slave owner. He wasn't a slave. He didn't do things to the indigenous people. But yet they have this, this, the left has now co-opted this 1619 project and everything else. And you got, you got people on the left and on the right, like Lynn Cheney, that, that want to, for, for whatever reason. What is the reason, Greg? You, you're, you've watched this for years, vandalized it. What do you think the, the issue is? Because it's driving, it should drive the American people to have the, one of to pull their teeth out. People on the left, radical liberals, progressives, they want, you know, they want Americans to hate America. They, you know, and they indoctrinate young people in schools to believe that, to be ashamed of it, to be embarrassed by the color of your skin. You're either oppressed or or you're an oppressor. You know, there's it's the exact opposite of what Dr. King taught. 
not to judge people by the color of their skin. But now there's only two categories under critical race theory, at least the extreme version of it. I, as I, as I wrap this up, I'm talking with Robert Davi, uh, who directed the new feature film, my son, Hunter, you read Hunter Biden's, uh, book and and some of the material in your film you know comes directly Absolutely. from from Hunter Biden how do how do you you must have thought a lot about Hunter Biden is he is he greedy is he diabolical scheming or is he an adult who never grew up and is haunted by demons so severe that he he resorts to drug abuse or is it just sort of all of the above how how do you describe a guy like Hunter Biden well, you got to go to the, and you know, it's funny because we had tremendous reviews, some people calling it the best conservative film or a great film. And I mean, on par with this and that, I mean, it was great. And then you had people that criticized the film. There was one particular critique that said, <laughs> could you imagine Hunter Biden going to a homeless encampment to, with a gun to get drugs and be held up by a gun? Well, that, I got that from Hunter Biden's own autobiography. And some people didn't even see the film and they were criticizing things that they hadn't seen. But this is the left. This is their attack. The Media Matters group that uh, set on the and George Soros. This guy, this demonic presence that's you know creating crime pockets all over our nation, increasing it. But yes, he was disturbed. You got to realize at a young age, he lost his mother and his sister in a car accident. Right. And him and his brother were very close. Then who knows what happened? But there was a. There's got to be a hole in this guy's heart at a very young age. And who knows where the father was at? Um, he was in Washington, most of the He time. was in Washington. So there is a, I make the leap, and it's not a, it's not a very far leap. It, there's a line where he goes, I just want to make him proud. I just right. want to make him proud because the apple of the eye was, was Bo, his brother who died of the brain cancer. And then Hunter even has a, an affair with Bo's, wife and his wife's sister. Right. And we cover this in the film, but I don't cover it lasciviously it, 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 because grief could have put them together as he says in his own words. So I hit that up a little bit that right. out of the grief, this happened, but the sister's another thing. But the whole idea of how do you leave? And even when I was casting, looking for the girl, cause I wanted to find a new girl. One of the actresses that was in the running lived in Los Angeles. And she said to me, she says, you know, my friend uh, has an Airbnb that Hunter Biden um, rented from him. Yeah. He goes, yeah. He goes, yeah. You know, he left a backpack with drugs and another laptop at the Airbnb. And so this guy was, there had to be something for him. Right. And she makes the leap and you have to see in the film how she makes the leap, this character, this female character, that it's done out of he wants to take the whole thing down. He, there's a there's a thing in him, deep psychological, self-destructive, family-destructive aspect to it for the hypocrisy that he has to maybe live with. And that's why he drugs himself. Now, that's an excuse you can make, it, a Freudian, whatever you want of it. But uh, because me as an actor, whenever I played, <laughs> whether it's a Bond villain or a a Jake Fratelli from Goonies, I'm trying to find out what is the motivation. So as a director, I do that for each character as well. What right. could be the deep internal motivation for a character's behavior? Um, 
and that what's, that's what makes interesting drama, you know. And, right. and uh, so there could be something there, Greg, that is just absolutely uh, a cry for self-destruction. Right. Well, there's there's a big part of me that uh, and of the family, yeah, that that you know feels sorry for Hunter Biden as you've described it. Uh, Robert Davi, award-winning actor, screenwriter, director, producer, jazz vocalist. Uh, he is the director of the new feature film, My Son Hunter. Uh, Robert, great talking to you, and thanks for joining the brief. Thank you so much, Greg. Thank you for having me, and I, I just enjoy watching you whenever you're on. So God bless. Thanks so much. Again, the film is My Son Hunter, and you can watch it or buy it by going to mysonhunter.com. It's distributed by Breitbart. I'm Greg Jarrett, and that's The Brief. Thanks for listening.